0: So let's uh, let's dive in. So before I bring our panelists up, I have a few questions for you guys. Are you ready? All right, I have a few questions. How many of you by show of hands are, I'm gonna give you two options, beach people or mountain people? How many of you are beach people? Raise your hand. All right, great, raise your hand if you're a mountain person. Raise your hand if you're a homebody. There we go, okay, there's the truth, right? Okay, I would to soon stay here, okay, good. How many of you are Ford versus Chevy? Who's a Ford person, raise your hand. Who's a Chevy person, raise your hand. How many of you are, if it's not a foreign vehicle, I ain't buying it, raise your hand. Okay, there's a few of those, all right. Uh, How many of you versus cat versus dog? Who's a cat person, raise your hand. Who's a dog person, raise your hand. How many of you are, I am over pets, don't want another one, raise your hand. All right, good. Okay, the dog people won out on that, did y'all notice? Alright, how many of you, when it comes to churches or uh, places of worship, how many of you are big versus little? How many of you prefer a big place of worship? Raise your hand. Okay, wow. How many of you prefer a small one? Raise your hand. Okay, wow, isn't that interesting? And then how many of you are introvert versus extrovert? Who's an introvert in the room? Who's an extrovert in the room? Who has no idea what that even means? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right, I have two more. How many of you, as it relates to vacations, prefer to plan out every moment of your vacation versus a very spontaneous vacation? Who's a planner? Raise your hand. Oh, look around. Oh, wow. How many of you are spontaneous? Raise your hand. Great. And then we have those homebodies that didn't raise their hands. Okay. Good. That's about 50 50. Interesting. And then how many of you, as it comes to traveling, how many of you prefer to fly or drive? Who are the people who like to fly? Okay, how many of you prefer to drive? Wow, more drivers in the room. Okay, I was going to ask who are the Republicans and who are the Democrats, but I decided against that one. (laughs) All right. (laughs) There are some things just better left unsaid, right? Yeah. All right, good deal. Guys, I'm going to bring our panelists up uh, as we talk about this topic today. Keep in mind that... These guys were asked to share their experience of living in a senior living community, and it's their experience, right? So there's no right or wrong. They all love where they live. So if if they talk you into living there with them, they would, right? But the reason I asked all those questions was there's a lot of different opinions in the room, right? A lot of different behaviors, a lot of different personalities, a lot of different preferences same is true for senior living communities okay i think you'll hear some of that today so panelists would you guys come on up we got laura come on up and perry where you at come on up vicky you guys
1: and barbara come on up i'm barbara erickson i live at concordia i've been there six years
0: and uh you've been there six years and you've lived in two different
1: apartments there right yes i lived in a, a regular apartment in the main building. My husband was in memory care and I couldn't take care of him anymore. And then one day they knew I loved to grow plants. I had flowers and tomatoes and everything growing in windowsills. And so they said, we have a cottage. And so I got to live in a cottage and I've been there ever since, I love it. Perfect, all right, we'll
0: pass the mic over to Vicki. Same thing for you, Vicki.
1: Good morning.
2: I'm Vicki Corey. I live at Spanish Cove and I've been there for two and a half years with my husband Tom. We live on the second floor in an independent living apartment. and Two, we're bedroom. two bedroom. Two bedroom that we made into a big one bedroom. Okay.
0: Bathroom. There you yeah. go. All right. Perfect. All right, uh, Laura. Let me have you and Perry share mics there, because there's two mics uh, on this end and two mics on that end. Yeah, perfect. Sorry. That's okay. That's alright. We'll get it. All right, Laura. Uh, my name is Laura Stewart. Hang on, Laura.
3: Sorry. I'm going to have you tip. I live in Bradford Village. Yeah. I moved uh, there in May of 2020. Right, uh, right when we were in the middle of it. COVID. Yeah, and. Um, I live alone, I had, I did live with my dog, and I lost my dog, and so I lived there with the birds and the squirrels that try to steal bird food. <laughs> Perfect,
0: thank you, Laura. Perry?
4: My wife and I live at uh, Quail Ridge uh, Senior Living. Quail Ridge has assisted living memory care, and uh, we live in the independent part. Uh, getting getting some assisted living as well. Uh, Oil Ridge is a little bit different in that you, ha- you have uh, assisted living and uh, independent living uh, at, at the same time. In other words, if you need some assisted living, you can get some assisted living and at the same time still be uh, somewhat independent. We've lived there since uh, September of 20, same time as you with covid uh being uh really really on the forefront at that time but uh we have a two bedroom apartment a fairly large apartment and that's why we chose it is we can stay together and be in a two bedroom apartment on the third floor
0: perfect so i'm going to show you some pictures real quick i'm sorry i meant to do this as they were introducing themselves this is a photo of uh, Concordia's campus. This is their front entrance up in the corner there. And then down in the bottom corner, that is a picture of one of their little houses out front or patio homes, if you will, which is what like, what Barbara lives in. And then the second one is Spanish Cove. And that's a kind of a side view of one of their apartment buildings. They have several different uh, apartment buildings there. They all look pretty similar. Um, And then down in the bottom right-hand corner, I grabbed that off their website. It's beautiful, Um, one of their beautiful little houses that they've remodeled. That uh, every one of their houses is different. So I couldn't put all of their cottages up there because every single one of them is gonna be a little different. And then uh, same way with Bradford Village, that's a picture of two of their cottages. I had a picture of Laura's cottage and I could not find it to save my life. Uh, she is a master gardener and she, is con- she has literally taken that yard from plain like dirt and, and rocks and made it into a beautiful sanctuary and I'll share that with you guys at some point in the future. And then this last photo is the front image of Quail Ridge which is a pretty large campus uh, and it's kind of an apartment style sits up on a hill just north of 122nd east of May. So I wanted you guys to get a feel kind of for when they talk about where they live, that gives you a little bit of a perspective of that. All right. Okay. Back to you guys. You ready? So I'm going to start with you, Perry, since you have the mic on that end. Um, Prior to moving, what appealed to you about moving to a retirement community? What really made you decide that that lifestyle was going to be right for you and Theta?
4: Well, after attending a number of the truth sessions, probably three or four years worth of truth sessions, uh, we decided that it might be better to move sooner rather than later. My wife was having some issues uh, with with uh, walking and uh, standing and uh, some other challenges, health challenges as well, and so we decided that it would be better to move earlier, and so, we felt like by being able to get to get help when we needed the help would be a very good thing. And so we're not sorry that we moved there. We're a little on the younger side of most of the people who live at Quail Ridge. But we, uh, we're a part of the family and feel like it is a big family. Okay,
0: wonderful. Yeah. So, Laura, what was it for you that made you kind of think, okay, retirement community living might be right for you?
3: The um, week before my husband went into the hospital, we had bought a new refrigerator, and while he was in the hospital and I was there with him, um, it had, they hadn't installed the properly, and so we had a water leak. So when I could, I had to get the carpet replaced. Um, then uh, a week after the funeral, a tornado came through the yard. I had to get limbs and trees and all that mess cleaned up and then uh, negotiate to get a roof, a new roof put on and a new driveway replaced where a tree had fallen and um, when I had come home from the funeral though it didn't feel like home anymore and I felt like I, I don't want to live here anymore and then those two things that happened, and there were some more, more minor things I I thought, I don't want to deal with this, Um, I just, um, I'm done here, I need to move, and so that's, that was, it was really, I think God made it an easy decision for me. Yeah,
0: right, exactly, yeah, you already had it kind of on your heart, and then those two things happened, and it was like, okay, I get it, you didn't wait for the third. No. (laughs) Good, I'm glad. Vicki, how about you and Tom? Okay, our
2: story is a little different. We started with the Truth Series to attend the decluttering seminar because we decided we have so much stuff in our house and we wanted to kind of get rid of it. We needed
0: help. Was it really we? I mean, was it really we? Yes. Okay.
2: Yes. <laughs> so um, <laughs> well, maybe one more than the other, but. Uh, so we attended that seminar and decided, wow, well, this is great. So we started coming to the seminars, and in the meantime, I was taking care of my mother who was well into her 90s, and she was in an independent living place. So I was starting to see issues that she was going through, and I thought, and we talked about it, Tom and I talked about it, we said, you know, we should start looking around because we want to move into a retirement place eventually. So that's what we decided to do while we were young so we could go into an active community and really be involved with the community. So that's our path to getting there, Mm -hmm. but we decided we wanted a CCRC, Continuing Care Retirement Community, so that we would have all stages so the children wouldn't have to worry about what to do (laughs) with us after I had gone through that with my mother.
0: Perfect. Good. Thank you for that. All right. And Barbara, your story is even different still. So share with us a little bit about you and your husband. I'm going to have
1: you hold it just like that. Okay. We made a big mistake. I have a granddaughter in California who helps families adjust to things. She came to visit one summer. She said, Grandma, you've got to find a place. You can't live here and take care of Grandpa anymore. So we went looking. And so we, I decided that we would go to a certain retirement place, which I had heard nice things about. It was assisted living and I was the assistance. There was no help. If he would fall in the night, I had to ring for help. Usually it was the fire department because nobody was available. And so I realized after a year that I had to get out of there. And so my daughter and I went looking and went to Concordia and found a home. And my husband was in memory care there. I could go and see him all the time I wanted to and I did a lot. And I had a little apartment, which was very nice. And I felt, I didn't feel guilty about not being with him. Because that happens. And so I moved into a cottage because it became available and I knew I liked to garden. And I'm happy there. I'm still there. My husband died a year and a half ago and I still miss him
0: but you mentioned to me uh, that you have a neighbor that lives across from you that was one of our, also one of our attendees that comes to our seminars and that we help move, and that you guys call each other, did you say every day?
1: Oh, yes. Yeah, how did that come about? Well, the cottages, there are 10 cottages, and they're in kind of a haphazard circle. And so we all know each other. In fact, the people in the dining room in the main building say the call us the patio people <laughs> and uh, uh, we all we all kind of look after each other one of my neighbors calls me every morning uh, or texts me every morning good morning are you okay and I will do the same for her if I haven't heard from her usually it's while we're eating breakfast and we kind of look after each other I think the people in a main building do the same thing when I was there I knew my neighbors I think it's it's safer is more comfortable, and you aren't lonely.
0: Yeah, I have it on good authority that the third floor of Concordia is the party floor. Um, so I, I- I have
1: heard that before. <laughs> I was never invited.
0: Okay, I All right, so I'm gonna come back to you, Barbara, and ask you another question, but I'm gonna pass the mic to Vicki for a sec. Pass that over to Vicky for me. And Vicki, what are you guys, once you now that you've lived there a little while, and you lived there before COVID for a period, and then we had the COVID situation, um, what do you find or what have you found that you all enjoy most about living uh, in a retirement community, specifically Spanish Cove? Well, we were there for six whole months <laughs> with the active, all the
2: activities and getting all adapted to it. And then COVID hit. Um, one of the things... Yeah, what do you like <laughs> most about it?
0: What do you like most what about What do it? I like most about it?
2: Um, one of the things I liked as far as being there, uh, I like the activities. I'm very social and I like to work out. They have a lot of exercise classes at Spanish Cove. Um, the people I really can relate to very well. So that's one thing when we were deciding where we wanted to move. We really spent a lot of time meeting people, talking to people to see what would be a good fit for us, and Spanish Cove was our choice.
0: How did you do that? How did you spend that time getting familiar with the community, what was that like?
2: Um, We belonged to what was called the Spirit Club. We joined the Spirit Club, so we were able to go on trips and eat in the dining room and participate in a lot of activities in that way it kind of transitioned us into moving in there. We knew people and we felt comfortable with it. So.
0: So Vicki, when COVID came along and everything changed, uh, every community handled it differently. Mm -hmm. And I know that uh, some people really struggled with it. Other people didn't feel like it was a problem at all. Uh, What do you feel like? uh, Did you all feel? How was it during COVID for you? Well, um, they took very good
2: care of us during (laughs) COVID. Um, I've I'm not one to sit inside and be isolated. So that I had to find ways to get out. So um, I'm not sure how it is. I'm sure they have places to walk at other places, but a lot of us would get out and walk. And so I actually got to know a lot more of the residents there during COVID because we'd all be walking together six feet apart with our masks on but um, so yeah. that, that actually because I'm very active outside of the community as well I still work part time and do things but that got me I think more into the community from having spent time there but they delivered our food to us and really did everything they could to make sure we were comfortable during that time and that we learned how to zoom y'all yeah. know how to zoom? yeah we got good at that so uh, we they did, did we classes classes like exercise classes exercise right? classes and meetings so we were still connected with each other
0: yeah awesome perfect uh, Perry since you have the mic down there uh, what do you guys like most about living in a retirement community setting?
4: I think a lot of what she uh, just talked about, uh, the other people, the getting acquainted with others and hearing some of the stories that, that other people have and just developing uh, kind of a family uh, family atmosphere and uh, a lot of different activities to, to go to, even though I don't go to a lot of those activities, I still go to some of them. My wife is limited on some of what she can go to, but. We still have a, that community community feeling and uh, people looking out for each other and you, you develop some friends that are more, more close or closer friends, I guess you would say. And uh, that's all real good.
0: You know, Perry, I think you mentioned to me uh, once you guys had moved that one of the things you liked was that you had the care available to you if you needed it. And if you didn't need it, um, then you didn't, you weren't required to have it. Is that a fair statement?
4: Right. Yeah. That would be correct.
0: Yeah. So as your needs change, your level of care. Does that also mean that your fees change based on that?
4: No, it's a standard fee, one one fee. All
0: right. Perfect. Thank you. All right,
3: Laura. How about
0: you? What do you like most about
3: retirement community living now that you've been there a little while? Well, in connection with why I moved in the first place, um, I had lived there. Well, not even six months, October of 2020, when we had the ice storm, and I had recently been through cleaning up trees and limbs in the backyard, and, but that time I looked out and the next morning there were people out there cleaning up my yard. <laughs> and you didn't have to call them. I, it was, uh, yeah, and a week later I drove out to my old house and um, I couldn't see the front door for the, for the limbs in, yeah. from the street. So um, it was sad, but I was glad that that wasn't my responsibility anymore. But as far as living there, um, the activities, I am not, uh, I can't say that I've been a social person in my life. I, I like to work, I kind of like to get at my desk and everybody leave me alone and I do my thing. But um, I can't do that anymore and I know that I need to get out and about. So. Uh, We have lots of activities, in fact, so many that I need a secretary to keep track of everything. I have started playing dominoes and there is somebody in this room that doesn't let me win at all. Oh no. (laughs) Sitting at this front table here. uh, Fail. (laughs) And uh, I've joined a group, kind of as a substitute, I hope, of uh, playing cards. which I've never played cards, so I know nothing about playing cards. But they're very patient in teaching me, and it's, it's fun. Um, we go on day trips. And we have Friday movies and pizza, and we have um, d- just all kinds of. You're getting ready to put on
0: going trips. Theater performance. They're getting ready to put on. We are getting day. ready.
3: Yes, I'll advertise. We're getting ready to put on a play. Um, the Good Old Days is the name of it, and it is wonderful, we were able, the lady that does the writing and directing, um, she somehow incorporates the assisted living people in it, some of them that want to be in it, and so we have people on walkers, and we have um, people on walkers that dance. <laughs> nice. Uh, it, it's going to be wonderful. It's amazing what she can get all of us to do.
0: Yeah, Caitlin used to be here. Now Melissa comes. Yes. Uh, but Caitlin, you guys may have met previously, is the one that's kind of responsible, right, yes, that yes. Uh, program? Yes, She yeah. does the
3: writing and the yeah. directing, and then the lady at the assisted living does the choreography and the stage yeah. action, costumes and everything. So awesome. It's, it's, um, it's quite a thing. Very well done, yes.
0: Um, Barbara, let me get you uh, in there. What else do you enjoy about living at a retirement community?
1: Well, I live alone, but there are so many things to do and so many good meals to eat. And uh, uh, there are organizations, there are trips, there are activities of all kinds. I'm a little bit old for some of those things. And also, uh, I'm a, a I, I said I live alone because I'm happy with that because I was an only child and I learned how to amuse myself. <laughs> but I think that any place we go, we have to be with other people to maintain our humanity. And that's one of the good things about living in a community where people understand, they, they're getting old too. And uh, they're having to give up things and make compromises. So. Uh, I just, I believe in being able to live well and not be in your own house and have all those bills and responsibilities.
0: Barbara, would you be willing to share with the group your age? I'm 94. So, the reason for the round of applause, I'm going to speculate, is because there's a lot of people in this room who don't think they're going to live to be 94. (laughs)
1: <laughs> and
0: I'm going to tell you, Barbara, you said something to me, correct me if I'm wrong, that you thought that part of the reason you are as capable and active and healthy as you are is because you're living there. Is that what you told me?
1: I think so. I could not have maintained my uh, sanity if I stayed in the house because I am terrible with numbers. My husband did all the bookkeeping. And I didn't, I, we, yeah. We had a big family. We did Eight well. Eight kids, right? Eight kids. Uh, I'm surprised she lived through that. <laughs> Sometimes I am, too. <laughs> but yes, I think that being able to put part of your life in the hands of people you trust, and that's what it takes when you move to a community like that. And I am thankful that I did. Awesome.
0: Thank you. All right, I'm going to shift gears on you okay so the next question is now that you've lived there a little while what are some of the things you like least what are the downsides what are the what are things that aren't good
1: during the covid it was dreadful everybody knows that Uh, i felt i was thankful that my husband had passed away before that because i felt so sorry for those who have family in nursing care and memory care because you couldn't visit around. Uh, there are things I love about it. There, there are things that I, I have no complaints. Uh, I get a little weary of cranky people talking about the lousy food, because uh, these are usually people who didn't like to cook and ate in restaurants a lot. Right.
0: Uh, they don't have a full appreciation for the no, fact, they don't. That it's and to also is. to the
1: situation because if you have you been to the grocery store lately? Yes. Yeah. The prices are, ooh. and to to cook for yourself, yeah. I man, yeah. yeah, personal thing. Yeah. I discovered after I had been there two years that the lady yeah. in charge, mic that the one. lady in charge of the kitchen and all the the. Um, it's people that work there and responsible for the menu and all that sort of thing. Well, I was a high school English teacher. She was in one of my classes. And I didn't recognize her, but she recognized me. And I told her, behind, That's easy. You were 16. I was already 60. So, I haven't changed nearly as much as you have. It's it's a wonderful experience to be with people your own age or at least generation Because you can talk about the music. They, they really, you know, have you looked at the music lately? Uh, <laughs> uh, we have, it's good to be with people where you have things in common The generation thing is real
0: Thank you. Yeah, perfect. Vicki, what about you? Any downsides to community living that either you expected or didn't expect that you learned about? This was
2: probably the most difficult question you sent. I know. Because I love where I am. I love my lifestyle. Everything's kind of easy and we enjoy life so much. So what So my husband and I talked about this, because I had him go through all the questions with me last night. And probably there were two things we could come up with. My husband was a big griller. He did most of the cooking. When we were at the house, I made the salads. He cooked the rest. So um, he missed having his grill. So we ended up buying one of those indoor Real kind of things which he's learning how to use and he's happy the other thing was we missed having a garage which got filled with a lot of stuff (laughs) which led to our decluttering thing but anyhow um, we missed having a garage but now we have a carport that we can park under and uh, when Spanish Cove builds their new section, there'll be underground parking, so that will be nice. And the cottages all have garages, so so it was just us moving in. And um, after we were there for about a year, we finally got two really nice parking spots underneath, so we are covered now in case of in case of hail or
1: anything. but.
0: And so do you think you guys will move to the new building when it's done we
2: looked at that and we actually met with jill about it because we had signed up to um go into the new building or at least um, check into it but we are so happy where we are we love our neighbors we like being in the smaller building we like the location so we just opted to stay where we were The other thing was we had signed in to go to a three-bedroom apartment instead of a two-bedroom because we wanted more space and uh, one wasn't available but it came available about two or three weeks after we moved in and so Jill called and asked if we were interested still and my husband answered the phone he said I'm gonna make a unilateral decision no. <laughs> because he didn't want to go through the move again, but we had gotten all settled in, as yeah. I said, and we just liked where <laughs> we were, so we decided that's where we should stay.
0: Awesome. Great. So it sounds to me like even, so the small space might have been an inconvenience in the beginning, but you adapted to it, it sounds like.
2: What we found out was it's surprising how much stuff you can do without and still and have a great awesome. quality of life. We got rid of a lot of stuff, gave it to the kids, <laughs> had a big estate sale, and um, got rid of things, and oh, so we've got the essentials, and um... How many towels just, do
0: you need, Vicky? How uh, many towels? <laughs> <laughs> that, was crazy. that was a jab at Martha. All
2: right. I know. Okay. I know. We tried to move way more stuff in than we actually needed. Yeah. So some of that went back over,
0: yes, to the estate yes. sale. Alright, let's get Laura. Laura, what for you are the downsides? Is there any negatives or things that you know are hard to deal with? I miss my
3: big walk in closet. Yeah. That's the thing that I miss most. Um Yes, it's smaller. Yes, I had to get rid of stuff. I had to make some serious decisions and choices. But once I got into it, it was really pretty easy. Um, There were things that uh, we had a big house, lots of storage. Um, So when I didn't use something, it just stayed in the back of one of the closets or shelves that I never looked at. So I found stuff when I started cleaning out that was old memories. I mean, I didn't, didn't even remember it was there. Um, so now I'm still looking for things because I had to do some pretty um, creative organizing to get what I did bring put somewhere in a smaller location. And um, I, I, I tried really hard and I'm still working on it. After almost two years, I'm still organizing. Uh, But, um, so so I still look for things that, you know, okay, I know where it was in the old house, but I don't don't know where it is here. So I'm still going through that. I'm still getting rid of things that I brought that I really don't know why I brought it. Uh, We have a garage sale every summer, so I always, the two summers I've contributed stuff to that that I thought I needed to pay somebody to move for me and then decided I didn't need it. So I missed that. Um, one of the things that I forgot to say that I like about living there very much is the exercise class. We have UCO kinesiology students come and lead us. And um, I, I went to the Y at Mitch Park for many, many years. And um, this is so much more convenient, I can just Walk over to the building and do the exercise. I do. I go four four mornings a week, and um, I love that. Um, we did it during COVID out in the parking lot, and um, so we we didn't have to miss. Um, I also in, enjoyed when I first moved here the dog park. We have our private dog park, <clears throat> and uh, my dog was not. We lived on an acreage my dog was not impressed at all about the tiny yard even though it's a nice yard and i fenced it but he wasn't impressed uh, but he knew where the dog park was we learned that right away and we headed to the dog park every day and i got to meet people there like you're walking i met my neighbors at the dog park the year that we were not doing much so so that was great so but i really really um, I haven't found anything that I don't like about living there. Yes, I still miss the space, but I, I don't. I, I would never even consider going back. Um, I, I what about
0: food, Laura? You and I talked on the phone briefly. You said something about some of the people may kind of like Barbara said. There are people who complain about the food. What would you say about that?
3: I like it. We have a once a week, a a meeting with the cook to plan menus. I went once, I I would have no earthly idea on how to plan menus for that big of a crowd of, pardon me, but old people. (laughs) We all have our likes and dislikes, and um, so I don't go to the menu plan anymore, and maybe I will someday, I don't know. But um, but I hear people complaining about that. Uh, when um, And I don't want to go to one of their meetings and just complain. I, I have no idea of what to offer as, a, as an idea. Uh, then people, when we had the trees trimmed after the ice storm, people still complain about the trees weren't trimmed properly. Well, true. Um, an arborist would have done a better job, but that's very costly. Um, just little things, I mean.
0: People will nitpick it to death, won't they, right? What? Anybody who wants to find something to complain about will. Is that kind of not it goes?
3: Uh, Absolutely, yeah. I mean, you know, and in, in the office all these years, you, there was always somebody complaining about something. I just tried to ignore it, and um, um, sometimes I, don't sit with people at lunch that I know are going to complain about something. Good for
0: you. Good for you. Bill, does she sit with you? Are we good? Sometimes. (laughs) Depends on the day. All right, good. Harry, what about you? Any uh, particular downsides?
4: Yeah, that was a difficult question. I would agree with what you uh, said a while ago, but probably the thing at first was not having a garage but yet we do have a good garage and it didn't take me long to to get used to that because the garage gets filled with things that you really don't need and so that that was okay Uh, i don't really have any 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 downside uh, feelings other than when covid was on the restrictions And uh, we did have quite a few restrictions and so we had to work around those but uh, as far as the food we have a a good selection of food we can order from a menu and uh, uh, the dining room is open from 7 to 7 so you can have breakfast any time of the day if you want it but I don't really have any any real negatives Nikki I don't think. uh,
0: Isn't that interesting you know I I think people you know you go online and you can see people's commentary online which is always the negative stuff right people post the negative but few people will say they don't have a lot of issues and I think you guys are you guys are very adaptable people is there anybody that you notice what what would you say that if you had to and you may not know but if you had to say as you see new people move to the community and you've kind of been there right and you see new people come in what do you think people have the most difficult time adapting to is there anything you could say that you would observe Harry?
4: i think it's just the initial uh, being there not knowing where things are uh, not really understanding you know, the layout quail ridge is a fairly good sized community and so I hear people sometimes saying, "Well, I don't don't know for sure where that room is, or, or where this is going to be taking place." But it takes a little while to orient that way. Sorry. But uh, I think for the most part, it's just that initial of not knowing anyone and sure. wanting to uh, get acquainted, and and most people are pretty friendly. And uh, but if you're not a little bit initiative on if you don't show a little bit of initiative on your own it's easier to to not get involved quite as quickly
0: okay. does uh quail ridge have some sort of process in place to help people that are new get oriented
4: yes they have a they have a monthly meeting of new people that, that come in and of course if you uh you want to attend it again you don't have to be a brand new person to attend and so there's a an activity station or a meeting that they discuss the various activities that go on and where things are and so forth. Like an orientation. An right? Orientation, oh. yes, once a month. All right,
0: Barbara. Do they do that? Do you know at Concordia do they have some sort of orientation or a welcoming committee? I believe they
1: do. I know that we have a resident council on every floor uh, on the three-story building, and then on the uh, patio. Uh, or homes. There's a the patio. Right. People have Yeah, right. And so uh, we have meetings every month, and believe me, they are spirited uh, <laughs> because everybody comes with their complaints or with their wishes and suggestions. Uh, and I think it's a good way to run things because we have input, and uh, it's it's a smaller community than some, and so you you get a good chance to know most people. Uh, I, I just, I, I'm at home there.
0: You know, every time we move somebody into any of the communities, uh, the three, it's been a while since we moved anybody to Quail Ridge in a normal environment, right, with COVID not in place, but you have people stop by. and There'll be two or three people stop by the day of the move to introduce themselves, to say hello for various reasons. One person might say, I'm the resident, uh, what do you call them, captain? Or the resident, I uh, uh, the person in charge of the resident council on each level. Yeah. Yeah. And they'll stop by and introduce themselves. So it's there's really no shortage of people in any of the communities to make sure you know where you're going. It's just like you said, you have to take initiative. Uh, anything else you guys want to add before I open it up for questions? Perry? Yeah. Uh-huh.
4: I might add right okay. quick that Theda and I were asked to be ambassadors. And so we have ambassadors okay. Okay. that can help new people and, uh, now, why doesn't that surprise
0: me, Perry?
3: I can totally see you guys being ambassadors, yeah. Uh, something about Bradford Village, it's not as large as some of the other places, so um, we ju- it, it's, a, it's a community. There's a strong feeling of community there and because we can all get to know each other. Um, I had my uh, knee surgery, knee replaced last summer and people were bringing food. They, one of the neighbors, brought roses and uh, cards and calls and coming over. You know, do you need anything? When I started rehab, my daughter went back home, and um, I, um, one of the neighbors, took me one day and to rehab, and another neighbor took me the next day, and then I was able to start driving again. But. Um, that's, that's what I when, I, when I stop and think about where I, where I started, um, I, did, I knew two couples that lived there and one lady that I met at the Y, and um, that, that's all everybody else was total strangers except the ones that I met in the office but now um you know everybody i yeah. know every well there's about three people that i've never seen because they don't come out of their cottages uh but and and i do live in a in a cottage a two-bedroom one-bathroom cottage with a garage so it's kind of like and a, a fenced backyard so it's kind of like i'm home yeah. you know the the only difference is it's wrong <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah right
2: vicki you want to add just just briefly um I kind of like in moving there to, moving to another town because you have to figure things out when you move there. And they, uh, at Spanish Cove, they do a great job. You get to go to orientation if somebody actually comes to your apartment, meets with you, uh, answers questions. I still didn't know everything. I had the best neighbors. I have the best neighbors to get me oriented. So I think it's the same probably at all of these places. People are very friendly. <laughs> They're so welcoming. They keep me going in the right direction and make sure. Um, one of the things that was kind of funny when we moved in, there's something at Spanish Cove called town hall. I had no idea what that was. I went to the <laughs> residence meetings and so I thought I'm learning everything. I don't know what this town hall thing is. Well, town hall is uh, an organization up by the residents. It's a resident organization, so it's composed of residents, and we deal with resident issues. Um, this year, I am now president of the <laughs> <Woo-hoo>! <laughs> town hall. That's what you so, asked for. So, yeah. So uh, you can get involved as much or as little as you want, but just the social aspect, and I wanna say I had a dog when we moved in, so I totally get losing a dog, but going to the dog park, those are the first people I met when I moved into Spanish Cove was the dog people, and they're, they're special.
0: Yeah, right and cat
2: people too
0: <laughs> very good so guys I'm going to open it up for questions um, and you've heard from all of them so you kind of know what their story is if you have specific questions now I am going to just kind of preface that with I don't think it's fair to ask anybody what they're paying I think that's kind of an off-the-table question and if you're interested in pricing of communities then you're community reps are more than happy to, happy to answer that uh, for you uh, and Perry can, oh, we can connect you with the folks at Perry's community. They're not education partners but we know them and they're wonderful people so we can connect you on those. But anything else is pretty well uh, an available uh, off the question. So I'm going to ask you to state your question then I'm going to repeat it and if you have a specific person that it's for let me know. Okay?
1: Yeah. Vicki, you're younger than that we see moving into these communities. Did you have any um, trouble or difficulty or uncomfortableness keeping in contact with people in the outside world so you know, your from before
0: you mean. so before you answer that let me repeat it for the recording okay so good question she said she complimented vicky on how much younger she perceives her to be than the rest of the community and i think vicky can disclose their ages if she would like but did you have any trouble uh, maintaining relationships outside the community uh, after you moved in yeah
2: okay i'm 71 I'm not the youngest person there. There are actually people younger than I am. But when I first moved in, that was the most common question I got. How old are you? So
0: they were pre they were trying to see if you were qualified. Yeah. What is Jill doing?
2: <laughs> so um did I have trouble keeping contact? No. In fact, during COVID, I'm I'm a dental hygienist. I taught at OU. And uh, all my dental hygiene friends, we Zoomed all the time together. So we stayed in touch. And I have um, some really good walking friends, friends that I've had for years and years. And we would meet outside and walk like at uh, Lake Hefner or someplace and walk outside, wear a mask. So I, I kept in contact. Um, i do a lot of part-time even though i'm retired i do a lot of part-time little things and so when covid came those kind of got pushed to the side but like i'm working this weekend and next weekend so so those are coming back up and i'm happy happy to be able to do that too because i like to use my brain and teach
0: Vicky it's very did, fun. did some of your friends question you guys's sanity as far as moving to a community when you did it I think they
2: wondered about it, but my husband is 10 years older. I might have waited a few years, but I'm glad we. I didn't. I'm very happy there. Um, He's, yeah, he yeah he was really ready to move for the same reason he didn't like dealing he didn't like me saying this isn't working or that needs to be done so he's so happy <laughs> He's like so he call the guy and call maintenance yes him. good
0: question all right who else has a question okay I'm gonna get you and then I'll come back over here yes ma'am are there swimming pools that- oh good question okay so we we want to know are there swimming pools at your communities concordia does not have a pool we have one spanish yes, co has spanish an indoor water. pool yep
4: we have we have one quail ridge, ridge. Yep.
0: Yeah, and is there pool up and running again yes they do water aerobics and all yes. that kind of stuff so this is functional so ours is, so, ours is indoor they both have indoors, Quail Ridge and Spanish Cove. Yep, Concordia does not, and Bradford Village does not. Good question, yes ma'am. How hard
1: was the actual move itself? How, oh my goodness, that's a loaded <laughs> question, <laughs> sister. Nobody's ever talked about that.
0: Okay, well we talked, okay, so, let's, so her question is how hard was the actual move? And so that's hard to quantify, isn't it? So uh, Vicki, you've got the mic, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> On a scale of one to ten. Um uh, <laughs> being one being not hard, how hard oh, okay. was the move? Ten uh, being really hard. Probably a
2: three, two or three. Oh. We we used Nikki and ma- mature Same Same plug for yes, am okay Sorry. Yeah. Well, my husband did not want to deal with anything. I said, okay, we're going this route and so um, we had somebody come every week to our house, help us sort through things, decide what to take. And when I said, "Okay, I've measured. I'm taking all this stuff," she said, "No, that's not going to fit." And I said, "Oh, you yes, said well, I've measured." And so, <laughs> so, we did send a few things back. Um, but and then they arranged the estate sale, got us moved, got the house sold, unpacked everything. Now, having said that, I've been there two years, two and a half years. I still haven't got things quite organized like I would like them. The big thing is I don't even have a bedspread for the bed because I left the one. I decided I didn't want that thing. I wanted to get a new one and I just haven't Desireless. made up my mind, yet? So if anybody's so, good at picking out bedspreads, I need help.
0: Some things just become less important, don't they? You've got other things to do. Well, that's the thing. There's yeah. I
2: can do that tomorrow. I want to do yeah. fun things today. Yeah.
0: Very good. Yeah, so um, Barbara, what about you? How hard was the move for you guys when you made it? You had different circumstances, and you had eight kids. So how hard was the move? On a scale of one to 10, not one, not being hard at all, 10, grueling hard.
1: It wasn't hard. The kids pitched in and helped, and none of them ever said, why are you doing this? And, thank you. <laughs> and, and uh, uh, so no, it wasn't hard. The hardest part was deciding what to get rid of, which is always, I think, hard.
0: Yeah, how big was your house that you moved out of?
1: Uh, we had a, a three bedroom with uh, an acre, yeah. and I missed that. Yeah,
0: that's why you like the cottage so much, because you have a little bit of land, if you yes. will. Yeah. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yes, I'm, I'm a country girl, so. Yeah, me too,
4: sister.
0: Yeah, Perry, how about you guys? How hard was the move for you?
4: I could almost say ditto ditto to what she said it was not difficult the difficult part was deciding what what to get rid of and uh, COVID was on at the time we did our move and so that made it a little bit tougher but we used Nikki and her group to help us and uh, (coughs) that made it a lot easier
0: I think Perry you guys had unfortunate circumstances as did a few of our clients where you couldn't go back to the house after. And normally we recommend you move and then you go back to the house and deal with what's left to kind of decide what you take back and leave there. And they didn't get that option. They had to make all those decisions, make the move and then trust that there wasn't anything that they made a decision that they would change later.
4: That's, that's true. Yeah. Had we, had we been able to go back, that would have been better just to double check some things, you know, to satisfy ourselves. otherwise they took care of all of it for us.
0: Um,
4: I don't think I asked uh, Laura for you how
0: hard on a scale of one to ten, (laughs) one to ten, easy to hard, what would you say it was for you?
3: For the actual moving?
4: Yeah. Uh,
3: Two. I when I was talking to Caitlin about when I decided to move to Bradford Village um, she said well how are you going to do this, make the move. I said, I have no idea. I haven't gone that far yet. <laughs> um, picking a place was the the big deal. I said, I guess pack stuff in boxes and hire two men in a truck or something. She said, well, I think I have a better idea. And so she pointed me to Dickie and Chris. And um, oh, I could not have done it otherwise. I was by myself. I didn't have anybody to help me. Um, I went through, by myself, um, purging, sorting, throwing stuff away, making hard decisions. And then um, one of the, uh, Nikki's employees came and helped me get serious about it. Okay, are you going to take that? And then, okay, if you're going to take that, where are you going to put it, once I decided on which cottage? So we had little floor plans. We had little pieces of magnetic furniture, and I placed furniture. It was kind of fun, actually. Play dollhouse. Yeah, it was. And um, uh, so I I, re- I could rearrange the furniture, and I think, oh, that's not going to fit. And so then it, it helped me make decisions before it was too late. Now, there were a couple of things that I did bring that didn't fit that had to take back. Um, I had, I guess, mismeasured. Or, Look better on well, okay. paper than it, actual.
0: In all fairness, that desk did fit, but oh my gosh. <laughs> right.
3: Yeah. yeah it, it took up the whole it, room. It wouldn't yeah. work. Yeah. yeah. Once and you then, got it in there. So uh, then they they packed me. Once I'd made the decision of what to bring, I marked it. I still find blue tape on things <laughs> that I marked. Uh, I we marked tried so hard. things <laughs> that I was bringing and uh, left the things unmarked that I wasn't bringing. And I, yeah, I went back and forth a few times to change my mind. Um, and then Nikki's group packed me up. This was during COVID. That's your, Thank your <laughs> you're welcome. She packed me up and, um, and uh, moved me. This was during COVID, so I put it off a month. I was supposed to move in March. Well, that's when things got real serious. And I thought, oh my goodness, everything will be contaminated. I won't be able to touch anything for a month till all the germs disappear. And so I put it off till April. And I thought, you know, I, by then I had boxes stacked around everything. I don't do well in not, things not organized. So I said, okay, I'm moving. You know, if I live or die, I'm moving. And, um, uh, so I uh, stayed out on the patio while uh, they were unloading and, and unpacking things, and uh, I think I stayed in the guest cottage for two nights so that the germs would all leave. This was
0: when they were still, like, they were still recommending that you wipe your, your groceries we're, yeah, down. Yeah, still
3: uh, unloading your yeah. groceries in the garage right. and washing yeah. off the paper bags. Yeah. And it, it was a nightmare was for everybody. Yes, it yeah. was. Anyway, then they unpacked me and um, had a, a state sale and sold my house. And uh, Chris had to <laughs> hook up my TV because uh, the internet, the providers wouldn't come in the house. Because of COVID. And, um, yeah. And so they were telling me I had to self-install and I said, I don't know who I'm there talking to. No way I can do that. So I said
0: I got a guy for that.
3: So Chris uh, drilled a hole in the wall and put the wire through, and we, we got set up.
0: We self-installed.
3: Uh, yes, right? we, we, we self-installed. But I could not have done it with without them or somebody exactly like them to give me advice and and kind of take charge. There was one thing that I had realized, um, you know, a smaller house, you don't have as many walls tying pictures on. And there was a picture that was pretty big. It was a picture of my husband and me that we'd taken many years ago. I don't know why we thought we needed a big, huge, oval framed picture, but we did. And um, I said I don't have any place to put that. So Nikki said, "You're going to have to make a decision: either take that and not something else, or not take that." So I I made a big decision, and I took it out of the frame and I cut out our faces. And those faces are in my Bible, and so I didn't have to I didn't have to make a decision where to hang a big. Huge picture that wasn't in, and I still have a eight by ten of the picture anyway, so it wasn't.
0: I just want to be clear. I'm much kinder than she's making me oh. sound. I'm much kinder when I say these things. No,
3: she's she's tough. You got to make a decision.
0: Jake, are you hearing this? Yeah. All right. yeah. Barbara, you want to add to that?
1: I think you always have to make decisions. This, you, this, not just because you're moving. The hardest one for me was. They said, Well, you can't take the grand piano. And I said, Yes, I can. And I did. And I play it every
0: day. I'm terrible, but I still play it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and here's the thing I think, uh, and when someone says you can't take it, I, well, here's what I've figured out. And this is true with adult children a lot, like our family members. Like, you can't do that. It's because it doesn't fit the, the view of what they think they want your apartment to look like or your house to look like versus what you want it to look like. And so we try really hard to say, well, okay, so would you like to take that? And if so, oh, here's how we're going to have to do it. Like, this is how that's going to work. Is that going to be okay with you? And then we everybody agrees, okay, we're going to do that. Then we get it there, and we do that, and then we reevaluate. And we go, okay, is this still what you had envisioned? And if so, then we'll leave it. And if not, then we will take it right back. Because sometimes you can't know until you get there, right, if it's going to work. We had one client who, her kids kept telling her, you can't take this, and you can't take that, and you can't do this, and you can't do that. And I finally one day, I wasn't very nice. I did say, can we all agree that um, if we try it and it doesn't work, we can just bring it back, but let's try it first. And the daughter went, (sighs) whatever, and off she went, and I looked at her mom, and she looked at me, and I said, is that okay with you? And she said, thank you. <laughs> so we kind of get to play the bad guy for you know, on both sides. We have to be very, brutally honest sometimes, and we also have to be uh, the mediator sometimes to get you what you want if you can't necessarily hold up your end of the deal with your daughters. Daughters are the worst. Sons sometimes, and daughters are the worst, yeah. Okay, next question. I had somebody else's hand was up earlier that I didn't get. Oh, yes, sir.
1: We live out in the country and they are grazing the guys and everything and we're not used to having a close fight. How sure. noisy is it?
0: it's oh, a good question. So he says he lives in the country. With uh, at first I thought you said gators grazing nearby. He said, he said deer grazing nearby. And so if you were in Florida, that would have been gators, right? But with deer grazing. So how uh, how noisy is it? He asked uh, in regard to where you live, uh, especially those of you in apartments. So Harry, uh, I'll let you start.
4: Our Our place is very quiet you don't have too many people running and shouting up and down the halls at night <laughs> it's not like
0: a hotel is it no
4: really it's uh it is very quiet our part in our apartment anyway it's very quiet
0: what about the walls you don't hear tvs no. or- oh, no. okay uh when you lived in the apartment
1: barbara how was the noise level there
0: i, used your mic. I, could,
1: I could not believe how quiet it was until somebody said they really insulated the hell out of this place <laughs> and, and it was it, you didn't hear anything else at all it was you were very private
0: good Lutheran community yes. I love it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. they did a good job they do a good job with all of these communities with insulation for the reason of what you're asking um, and so I we've been to uh, multiple communities multiple multiple, multiple. And the where, really where you find the noise issue for most people is if you're in a predominantly assisted area where people tend to leave their doors open uh, because they like to see what's going on in the hallways and whatnot, and the TVs will be blaring. But 99% of the time, you can walk down the hall and hear the TV, but you can go into the neighbor's apartment and you won't hear the TV. So the walls are pretty darn insulated, it's just you'll hear it in the hallways, so yeah good question. Anybody else have questions about the lifestyle? Yes, ma'am. About how many people live
4: in these facilities.
0: Oh, good question. About how many people live in your respective community? Do you guys know? Jill, how many residents you guys have at Spanish Co? Uh, We're probably about 320. About 320 at Spanish Co. All levels of care. Yeah. About 80 at Bradford Village is what she's saying, give or take. Yep. About
4: 170.
0: 170 at Quail Ridge, and about how many at Concordia? We're about 225. About, with about 225 when you include all levels of care. Yeah, and I think what's interesting too is, uh, regardless of the size of the community, I've found that what much like what they described is that people have a tendency to find their people, right? And they create small, like, groups, like you did in college, or like you did in your own neighborhoods. You know, you have the people who like to go to the gym, you have the people who are dog people, and cat people, just like I asked earlier. How many of you have these preferences? You find those people, and that's who you tend to gravitate toward. Who else? Yes, sir. Larry? In most of these
4: facilities I've been through, most of the apartments have a mini kitchen in them. Do you use that kitchen very much? Oh, good question. He said most of the
0: apartments he's seen have a kitchen or a mini kitchen. Do you use your kitchen much? Uh, Barbara, I'll start with you. Do you have a kitchen? Oh, yes. Use your mic? Yeah. It's a full kitchen, too, right?
1: Yes, I have a full kitchen. I did in the apartment also.
0: And it's because they're an independent living, so independent living, you're going to have a full kitchen pretty much everywhere you go. Right. Yeah. And, and so how many meals do you take in the dining versus <laughs> prepare in your own
1: kitchen? I usually eat dinner in the evening. Uh, there are a bunch of us from the cottages that walk over together, which is nice as the weather is bad and the roads are slick. Uh, because it's about uh, a block. And so, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's good.
0: It's a short block, by the way. Yeah, Yeah, it's a short block. Seems long. And if you're in San Francisco, it's not even a block. Yeah. Uh, Vicki, for you guys, you have a full kitchen. How often do you use your kitchen?
2: Every day. Um, We get one meal a day, and right now it's being delivered. The dining room is closed down, but it will be opening up shortly, I've heard. it's closed down for eat in dining but uh, because of covid so we get one meal a day delivered and so we fix our own breakfast and we fix our own supper at night and my husband loves to cook so that's why i have to work out so much um and so
3: it gets used a lot yeah. and laura how about you kitchen I have a full-size kitchen. They put in all brand-new appliances when I moved in, and uh, uh, built me a pantry. Um, I, when I before I moved in, have been i had been to a seminar, or open house there in Frederick Village, and I asked Eric, "Do you have to take the meal plan?" And he said, "Well, nobody's ever asked that before." And I said, I'm asking because I thought, I, I don't, I've never liked to cook, but I, I like to eat <coughs> healthy. And so I, I thought, well, I'm not going to go in and, and um, eat uh, chocolate cake every day for dessert, although I do now. Why, how things change. So I thought, well, I'm, I'm going to continue cooking. Of course, I was, my husband was still alive then when we were doing that. Um I, I don't uh, I cook on weekends. We don't have you know service on weekends. Um, but I don't go to breakfast because I don't want to talk to people at 7:30 in the morning. <laughs> so um, but I go to lunch every day and uh, and I, I find that I need to do that. Yeah. I need to get out of the house and, and uh, I find it very enjoyable. Good
0: it's a good routine, yeah. right yeah.
3: But I, my kitchen's there, I, I, I can cook occasionally and on weekends. I, I can
0: assure you it's also fully stocked
3: because <laughs> yes. we moved
0: her, so I know how stocked it is. She
3: had to
4: move the stuff.
0: <laughs> Perry, uh, what about y'all's kitchen there?
4: Yeah, we have a full kitchen as well. We have three meals a day at uh, Quail Ridge and we normally eat breakfast in our apartment and don't go down for breakfast very often. But uh, three meals a day, and we don't really use the kitchen. I mean, we do, but we don't. It's, it's there. Uh, I fixed something in the oven one time, and I think it was the first time the oven had ever been used, it gave off a little different odor. <laughs>
0: so uh guys the, and i think it's a valid question that assisted livings uh at communities all the communities the assisted livings have various different types of kitchenette type situations and most of them don't have a full kitchen uh what perry's talking about you know that community is a little bit unique in that it's independent and assisted all co-mingled and so they do have that uh full kitchen whereas the other communities once you move to assisted you're not gonna have a stove typically yeah I
2: just want to say one more thing. I, I, when the dining room's open, you can go for any meal. You can go for three meals a day. Mm-hmm. One meal a day is included. So it's not like you can't go get right. breakfast, which yeah. is my husband's favorite thing to do every morning when it's open, go over and have breakfast, and, and then have lunch and, right. <laughs> and deliver. So it's it, that's available. Yeah. And it's just that we choose right. to... Everything's modified during COVID right. right now. Right, right, yeah.
0: Okay, good question. Yes, ma'am. What, Jerry? About,
3: what about pets? Um, yeah. Both coming in, or if you go in with one and lose one, what
0: happens? Sure. So, the question is about pets, guys. What uh, What are the pets situations at your community if you move in with a pet, or if you uh,
3: acquire a pet while you're there? Yeah. Our, our community is very dog friendly pet and pet cat friendly, so a lot of people mm-hmm. have cats. Um, that's why we have a dog park. Um, one of the ladies that works in the office brings her dog to work some of the time. Yeah.
0: And they have birds, there are people with birds. There's no, no problem with pets yeah. there. So uh, and I don't
3: I, I lost my dog, but I am shopping.
0: Right. Now assisted living, uh, um, Melissa, they don't, they don't do pets in assisted living, right? Okay, so they do have pets there at Bradford, at Assisted, as long as you can care for it. Yeah. And I actually saw a lady one day walking one of the pets, now that I think about it. So you can hire a dog walker uh, if you wanted to, if you can't do that yourself, as long as they allow it. Yeah,
3: And I plan on, when I do get another dog, I plan on training it well enough that it can go with me if I need to. Sure, yeah, perfect. Yeah, Vicki, uh, pet, pet
2: friendly at Spanish Cove? Very pet friendly. Um, there's a dog park at Spanish Cove and a lot of people <laughs> will walk their dogs through the main building called the Plaza and the dogs know to stop at different offices to get their little treats. <laughs> that happens frequently.
0: Yeah, Perry, you guys have pets? Yes. Yeah, pets at Quail Ridge. There, it's there yes, very pet friendly. Okay, and I know they do at Concordia as well. Yeah. Okay. So all pet friendly. Now, now, once at most all independent living communities that I know of, with the exception of one, uh, they're pet friendly. Once you get into assisted living, it's hit and miss. It really is a community to community policy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yes, Bill. You could summarize this
4: by stating every house is a little different. I visit them.
0: yeah Yeah. Yeah, Bill makes a great point he and his wife just moved to Bradford Village and the point he made is that this can be summed up in that you have to go to every community and visit and really compare and contrast because it's such an individual decision and so uh, any of these I think uh, did you all visit I know you had one other community you lived at but did you visit multiple communities before you decided on Concordia I think. Two, others? Okay, two others. Vicki, how many did y'all visit?
3: Uh, four. Okay, Laura? I had visited, we had visited Spanish Cove, but not, I mean, we weren't going to move to Yukon. we weren't gonna move out of Edmond, because all our friends are here. We've lived here 35 years. Um, but we wanted to see what places are like, right. you know, very impressive. But we didn't want to move to Yukon. <laughs> um, I knew about um, Touchmark because our neighbors had moved there, um, and but I had friends that I knew that lived at Bradford Village, so that's mm-hmm. that ended up. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I could live. I wanted a house. I wanted a yard, and, and um, so I I felt like, like I said earlier, I I feel like I'm I'm at home now. It's just. A, smaller yeah Perry how many did y'all tour before you
0: decided been,
4: we visited four communities
0: and of those four uh, was that because we urged you to visit four or did you visit four because you were still shopping and didn't find Quell Ridge
4: yeah we, we were just shopping Okay,
0: yeah and when you're looking for a community that does have some health care like Perry and his wife were Uh, guys you have got to really ask a lot of questions and I know that every one of these communities represented here has got lists that they give you to ask different communities they want you to shop Uh, nobody wants you to move to their community without fully feeling informed and so I know that uh, everyone will provide you with that list and it's they don't just give you that list for the heck of it they want you to ask those questions Uh, I had One particular client was gonna move to Touchmark and when I talked to them, they said they wanted long-term care. And I said, well, they don't have long-term care there. And they said, are you sure? And I said, yeah, I'm pretty sure. And so I said, call and ask them, if you discharged from the hospital and had to go into skilled nursing or needed long-term care, could you move back there? And she called and they said, no, but we will help you find a place. And I went, no, 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 no. That wasn't the question. So you have to listen to the answer, not to what you want them to say. Because really, I think what I found with my client was they wanted them to say, yes, we have long-term care, because that, that's really where they wanted to move. But it didn't have it, and you can't pretend they have it if it doesn't have it. So you got to ask the questions. Um, okay, I'm going to just, one last comment, Julie? Yeah, I, yeah, Barbara, you had shared with me, when you were shopping, you journaled. Do you want to share with them about that? You journaled when you were looking at communities? Uh, you told Julie that you were journaling when you looked at communities, when you all shopped around,
1: um, making notes, would you talk about
0: that a little bit?
1: Well, I kept notes, um, just, just impressions. Mm-hmm. She's going to help you again, <laughs> Yeah, I, I need a help. You're going to be a public
0: speaker before you know it. <laughs>
1: no, I just kept notes, that's all. I'm a note taker, and I jot things down and look at it afterwards and think, ah, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. So.
0: yeah, because it's it's overwhelming, isn't it, when you're
1: looking yeah, there's, at? there's there's too much.
0: Yeah, right, So yeah. keep good notes. Very. Right? All right, can we
1: give them a huge round of applause?
0: Yes. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm gonna have you guys, uh, Jake. Where where can we find them a place there? And or you guys can go back to where you were sitting. And then we're gonna have we're gonna join if you're gonna join me for lunch, we'll go right through there at the end, okay? Yeah, yeah. there's a bottle of water there as well. And Barbara? Oh. alright, you did it on your own. You didn't even need me. All right. Wow. Guys, these are they're a wealth of information, yes?
1: Um
0: So I, I like to do a quick debrief, but we're short on time, so I'm going to just take two or three really quick, um, really quick aha's. What did you learn from the panel today that was important to you? Keep it really short. Yes? I don't have to mess with fixing my job. You wouldn't have to mess with fixing all the stuff. That's right. Good. Yeah. What else did you learn today? Anything you took away that was important to you? Yes, sir. The community. Very important
4: everybody made a comment the community.
0: how important community is and you had asked me where where are you what was it uh, Mar uh, didn't you Marla? yeah I can't see your name tag you asked me about is it like a community or is it more like you're a tenant how do you feel after hearing what they said I want a
1: much clearer idea of
0: what I want to look for. there you go very good yeah.
1: And, uh, you
0: know, I could stand up here all day long and espouse the benefits and all the things that I think communities have to offer that are beneficial, but really what it matters is what you think, right? The person who's gonna live there. And that's why I wanted to ask uh, these, these folks what they thought. Now, I'm gonna tell you that uh, one last thing in closing, all of these people moved voluntarily. Now, even Barbara, whose kids or granddaughters said to her, you guys really can't do this anymore, right? she still made a choice. She still decided to do it, right, Barbara? Like, nobody made you do it. She made that decision, she and her husband together. I will tell you, the unhappy people, if you ever go to a community or you're talking to a friend of a friend and they say so-and-so is miserable at that community, 99.9% of the time, it's not the community, it's the fact that they felt they did not have a choice in the matter they were told, coerced, cajoled, guilted, or whatever the case may be, that they had to do something. And they're angry about it. And they're resentful. And it wouldn't matter what community they lived in, um, they would be unhappy there. Uh, Lastly, I will say this. I've heard two or three people ask questions about the facilities. Okay, on your notes that you're taking today, write down the word, write down the word facility, and then cross it out with a big X. Just cross it out. Take that word out of your vocabulary. How many of you want to live in a facility? <laughs> I, I don't want to live in a facility, but communities are a great place to live. Yeah. So your a community is what you want to live in, and you'll hear in the healthcare world, people will talk about facilities, the healthcare facilities and the memory care facilities. Part of that has to do with their licensure type. It's a healthcare term. So it's unfortunate they haven't changed that. Um, there's actually a, a, an acronym for skilled nursing. It's called a SNF unit. How many of you want to live in a SNF unit? But that's what nurses call it in the hospital because it's too long to say skilled nursing facility every single time you say it, right? So use the word community and understand that words do matter because I don't, I don't want to live in a community, all right? so uh, you have an evaluation on your table please complete it for us we really do like to hear what you have to say and your comments you also have on the back of your note sheet an action an action list everybody has an action list and this is for your benefit to take home with you and reflect back on your notes and make uh, make notes to yourself about the actions something you learned Uh, What is your plan for where you're going to live? People you need to uh, have conversations with, and things that you need to do to complete that plan. So please work on that. Your evaluation can go to Jim in the purple shirt. You can put your little name tag on there, and that will keep you from having to fill out the details there. You also have at your table a list of our uh, education partners with their phone numbers, and their names, and, phone numbers, names, and what they do. So you have those at a glance. And then last but not least, guess what's coming up? (laughs) Valentine's Day. Turn to your neighbor and say, Happy Valentine's Day, honey. Happy Valentine's Day, honey. Even if it's not your honey, it's okay in Oklahoma to say that. (laughs) All right. Next month, uh, in March, guys, March 10th, same time, same place, right here. March 10th. The truth about downsizing and decluttering. If you heard nothing, <laughs> if you heard nothing else up here, you heard these folks say that that was the hardest part for them, and that's why we're doing these classes. That's why we have the downsizers club. And and by the way, I have to tell you, I miss a couple of people this month. The cranes I miss. They moved to uh, Dallas to uh, live there. Martha Pendleton recently moved to Dallas. Uh, miss her, and then I miss Bill Shapo. He passed away in January, early uh, in the year, and uh, he was my. He came up to me at every seminar and told me that I looked nice and gave me a big hug. Uh, I really do miss that, and so I just think about people that we aren't, we don't have with us today. So. Uh, if you want to come up and give me a compliment so that I can still feel good every month, feel free to do that. Um, Bill was my go-to guy for that. But come back next month. Um, we're going to have some resources here. I'll be doing a talk on what are the challenges of downsizing, the solutions, who can help, how, how much it will cost, and why start now. Right, Vicky? Just start now. All right, good. Again, let's give our education partners and panelists a round of applause. Thank you very much. We'll see you next month.